Hey man, how you living in hell today? You know when we're down here, we're eating rats and being goblins? Uh-huh. You know what the best thing to do is listen to a bogus podcast? I heard from Satan himself that the bogus boys are back with the Halloween podcast. Uh, J-Dog. Hey, what's up? What scared you the most when you were a kid? Hmm. I was scared of weird things, man. Like I, um, <laughs> you know, I had a dream once that uh, I was homesick, and my mom's friend Bonnie came upstairs. Bonnie, yeah, her name was Bonnie, which sounds like a okay. like, sounds like an animal pet's name, like a bunny's name. It kind of does. <laughs> and uh, and I had a dream that I was laying in bed, and she came up, and she was like, I "Have something for you," and I was like, "All right," and she reached into a box like a, a christmas box and took out like the biggest needle you've ever seen and she was gonna inject me <laughs> you're getting vaccinated <laughs> yeah i was getting vaxxed i was scared of bonnie i don't blame you so you're scared of bonnie you're scared of mo from the three stooges you're, oh, you're definitely yeah, scared dude, of mo. yeah yeah you're right <laughs> I, that's a good that's another one yeah i was scared of mo from the three stooges i always think you know it's funny because i was thinking of neighborhood people i had a neighbor across the street named mo who i was also scared of and that's oh why I thought, yeah so uh, i don't really know any non-scary mo's <laughs> i don't think i know any mo's there was a little boy named mo who was younger than me and i was scared of him too <laughs> oh because uh we were hanging out on top of the jungle gym and he came up he said i'm gonna push you right down to the ground on this jungle gym Jeez, and his name and was yeah. Mo. And his name was Mo. Good and then God. Mo, Mo across the street was spooky. And then Mo, yeah, so I was scared of Mo, people named Mo, and I was scared of people with bowl cuts. I feel like that comes with the Mo persona. You have to have yeah, a yeah, bowl yeah. cut with that persona. We should start a podcast and just interview Mo's. Oh, God. <laughs> Working through trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Working through trauma. Speaking of podcasts, welcome to the forever. <laughs> I am your bogus host that knows the most, B-Boy. Monster Blood Brawlers. Nice. As always, I'm joined here with my best bud. Hey, I'm Jamie Haunted Mask 2K. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of prefer the second, the, the Haunted yeah. Mask. It's really good. I like part two better than part one. I, I don't know if that's ironically or not. I don't know either. We, me and Rob always quote to each other, uh... He's running around. He's getting tired from running around so much, so he has to keep eating candy. And go, I need energy. <laughs> yes. I need energy. So why is the Bogus Boys talking about haunted masks and all this lightning and thunder and eerie piano playing in the background? Well, it's finally the spooky season. Mm -hmm. We finally made it. It took all year to get here. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween! Happy October to you. Yeah, usually what, what's happening here, a little bit behind the curtains, I guess, um, to our listeners out there that aren't involved in the world of podcast producing. Here's uh -huh. a little, I'm going to pull the rug out from under you a little bit. Damn, Anytime should we do you this? listen to a podcast and they say, this is our Christmas episode, they have recorded that in September. It, more it, than likely. It, you're yes. almost always recording two months in advance. Which That's how we typically do it. This time, we're in October. We're really doing it. In it, dude. We're embodying it. And I don't know about you, today was the first day that actually felt like autumn was finally here. 
Mm. Because it's been extremely hot. Like yeah. another another scorcher. Oh, that's becoming your catchphrase. It is, dude. It has another become another scorcher. Another scorcher. But we're finally here in the spooky season. We've got so many great spooky, eerie things that are, uh, trigger you with some nostalgia. Ooh. Yeah. What do we call that? A nostalgia blast? I, I think we call it nostalgia blast. I believe so. Yeah. So we're going to blast you with nostalgia. But before we get too far into it, I have to remind our listeners that the Forever Boogus podcast is brought to you by Ed's Retro Arcade and Chili. Yeah, uh, pretty soon we're going to be debuting the Bogus Blend. It's been a while since we talked about it, but it's going to happen. Yeah, no spoilers, but around Thanksgiving time, uh, probably it'll be ready. And Bryce and I have been researching this pretty rare Thai chili. Mm, Um, Whoa, don't get too much away. uh, Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. Don't get too much away. So, uh, obsessed with retro video games and craving some chili? Then run, don't walk, to Ed's Retro Arcade and Chili in Dallas-Fort Worth near the International Airport. Yeah, Elsa. Uh, yeah, you gotta head down there, man. Because I tell you what, Bogus Blend's coming soon. Uh, <laughs> That's right. It's gonna be great. We've been working hard on it. We have been. So, what does Ed have on the menu for us today? Goosebumps. Goose viewer, beware! You're in for a scare. Now, let me ask you a question. In general, do you find yourself to be a bigger fan of Goosebumps? First of all. Let's just get this out of the way. Okay. Goosebumps is, is such a Halloweeny thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, 100%. You know, it, it, it's hand in hand, honestly, for me. Mm-hmm. Because it's it reminds me of back to school. reminds me of September. And yep. it, it, October's right there. They're all, there's so many Halloween themes. Anyway, were you if you had to go to bat for the books or the TV show, which would you do? If you had to pick one. And Gosh. if you pick one, here's the, here's the thing. You're going to pick one, and the other one's going to stop existing. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah. If that's the case, I'm going to have to go with the TV series. Mm. Because I, I love the, the books, and we're definitely going to get into that, not only because of how it's written and how great R.L. Stein is, but also the cover art is fucking nightmare-inducing sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It even holds up to this day. But if I had to choose, man, it had to be the TV series. What about you? Yeah, it's, it's really hard for me to... <laughs> One. It's really hard for me to think about the cover artwork by Tim Jacobus not existing. Mm-hmm. It's some of the best artwork of our childhood. Right. Uh, and for that, I am going to go with the books just okay. because I think the art, you know, like the episodes are great and there are some that I really love, but they're shitty. They're really campy. They they're are really bad. bad. They are bad. But I think that plays into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I, that's, I, I love it sincerely. <laughs> So Ed gave us a whole list of episodes from the TV series to choose from, like to focus one for our our episode here. But to Mm -hmm. be honest, it's just way too hard to boil it down. So we decided as a team that we're going to cover Goosebumps as a whole. A la carte. They were going to bring it up to the side of your table and smash it up like guacamole. <laughs> ro, 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 ro. And you could say, hey, not not so much peppers, uh, Jorge. And you say, hey, <laughs> why Jorge? I'm a white guy who happens to work at a Mexican restaurant. What, why are you what, doing what are this? You doing? And my name is Jesus, not Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Named, named after the very one. The, the very one and only. <laughs> the very one and only. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say that we are both big horror fans. I think that's been obvious, especially for our longtime listeners. Did you say we're big horror fans? Yeah, we're big horror fans. W-H-O-R-E fans? No. Why, why do you have to interrupt me for this? 
I was just curious, you know, because people try to do that all the time, and they think it's the best. I, they they think say, it's funny. Oh, I just it's got back funny. from a horror convention. A, a horror, horror convention? A horror? How many horrors did you meet? Skibbity bop. <laughs> but our love for horror started yes. somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we would ask our all of our 80s babies that are listening here, we'll probably get a variety of answers of where the horror started. You know, you got Friday the 13th, you got Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street, you've got even like some sci-fi stuff that was happening on TV like V. But if you were to ask all of our 90s kiddos out there where their love for horror started, we'd more than likely get one of two answers. Are you afraid of the dark? And goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And now where do you feel like it started for you? It started for me definitely with Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I'll definitely get into it because my first exposure of Goosebumps wasn't until much later. Dude, you I know you love that theme song from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh. It just goes... <laughs> just that swings in the darkness dude what's why why are swings scary in the dark it should not be scary in the dark i think it's like the disembodied swing i've walked swings. through a park at night and seen swings and thought that's scary to me <laughs> because of are you afraid of the dark <laughs> i think more of a physical harm thing like it's gonna hit you in the shins because you can't see it as hey well that's a good dark. point good point yeah. but anyway goosebumps is probably the most iconic series from the 90s that transcended into later years so goosebumps is a series of horror novels written by american author rl stein and stein released 62 different books in the original goosebumps run which mm-hmm. actually spawned a hit tv series that lasted four seasons many vhs and dvd releases point and click interactive active PC games, comic books, board games, two blockbuster movies, a whole community of like-minded people who love both horror and nostalgia and so much more. Do you think it was a fluke? Do you think he, you know, you think he just got lucky with with Goosebumps because I was going to say Oral Stein aka Jovial Bob, I don't mm-hmm. know if you know this, uh, yes, before yes. he was making Goosebumps, he was making some sort of comedy kitty yep. books. Uh, under the name Jovial Bob. So, so you think it's a fluke. I don't necessarily think it was a fluke. I think it all spawned from somewhere with him as well. So R.L. Stein was born in October 1943 in Columbus, Ohio, to a Jewish family. Stein actually began writing at the age of nine when he found a typewriter in his attic, which is kind of funny. And he began writing short stories and joke books. One genre that interested him the most, of course, was horror. He was a big fan of Tales from the Crypt comic books when he was much younger and actually credited them as one of his main inspirations. So again, going back to his love of horror, and I don't think it was a fluke. I don't think that Goosebumps was a fluke. Yeah. Uh, I think you're doomed. You you know that he had short shorts and high <laughs> socks and he just spent all summer. Hey, uh, Bob, hey Jovial Bob, why don't, you, why don't you go outside and play with the other kids? No, Mom, I need to write about what's under the sink. Yes. Hey, stay out of the basement. We have a weird kid. We have a weird son. <laughs> yeah. He's ugly, too. You know he was an ugly kid, I bet. He, yeah, he's kind of an ugly adult, but I still love him no matter what. I, lo- I love Jovial Bob. Yeah, yeah. So he began to find some success after graduating from Ohio State as he wrote dozens of humor books under the name Jovial Bob Stein and even started his own magazine in college called Bananas, which is also kind of like a mad magazine esque magazine but this would later land him a job with nickelodeon oh nice writing writing for the nick jr tv show eureka's castle holy shit wow dude i love eureka's castle especially growing up there's something about it that i absolutely love 
And now, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. It all fucking makes sense. Hey, so we have that new staff writer on Eureka's Castle. You know, that guy, Bob? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he wears really short shorts and really high black socks, and he keeps talking about scabs. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> should we get him to write a, a kid's show? Should it, is there something else we could do for this guy? I don't know. Maybe institutionalization? <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. <laughs> so it wasn't until 1986 when he wrote and sold his very first horror novel called Blind Date, which led to many similar tween horror novels around that same time. That's peak Jovial Bob for me. They sort of fit in with the Christopher Pike novels and stuff, like those Ooh. early 90s, late 80s uh, teen horror novels with the really great art on the cover and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what sold it. But it was mostly like a love story, and then it had like a weird horror twist to it. And yeah. sometimes it got pretty graphic, but it didn't take long for Stein to find out that he enjoyed writing horror over anything else that he'd ever done. So he started his first horror series, Fear Street. Yeah. And I feel that a lot of our listeners are very familiar with Fear Street, whether if it was something they found in a thrift store or at their uh, local library or just saw the cover art and thought it was cool. And also some of our uh, maybe a little younger listeners here are familiar with the Fear Street series on Netflix. It was very good. I feel like it does the the, the novel series a uh, good justice. Yeah. And it's it was very graphic, just like the novels. So he actually enjoyed writing Fear Street. But this series followed the same group of teens throughout many story arcs. And he kept wanting to go back to his roots of anthology storytelling, yeah. like the Tales from the Crypt comics. I want to find ways to hurt different children, not just the same couple. <laughs> I want to hurt many different children. I want to have trauma span among all countries. Okay, yeah, let's get this guy to work for Eureka's Castle. <laughs> Do you mind uh, maybe getting rid of the mole? I don't know what you're talking about. I have no mole. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, man. Jovial Bob. He's so jovial. jovial. Bob. He's so jovial and moly. So he began writing Goosebumps, which is, to his surprise, succeeded any other series he had ever done. And Stein even said in an interview that the title of the book series came from a TV station ad that he found in a TV guide that stated, It's Goosebumps Week on Channel 9. Uh, everything you like is stolen. And, and I agree. And that's okay. I'm totally fine with that. Just as long yeah. as you make it your own. Is this stolen? Are we stealing? Who are we stealing from? That's a good question. I don't know. Dinosaur Dracula? Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> his, his wild and quirky stories of the macabre conjoined with... Like you said earlier, Tim Jacobus, is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah. Art style on the cover of the books were an instant classic and gained a lot of attention. So much so that Protocol Entertainment in Canada saw their chance and got the rights to create a TV series based on the stories. I think that this series is largely, the book series especially, it largely owes the success to the artwork of Tim Jacobus. hundred percent. I wasn't picking these books up if they were worse looking cover. You know, if, if right. picture boring covers for this, the covers really sold this. Half of the Goosebumps books aren't even getting read by kids. I think they're just <laughs> getting them because they look great. You know, there are a few that I did not read. Yeah, and mostly because I thought the cover art was awesome, and then I tried to read it, and I'm like, this is boring. There's a lot that I didn't read because I started reading, and I remembered that Mortal Kombat's way better. 
Oh, 100%. But the uh, Goosebumps TV series premiered on Fox Kids on October 24th, 1995. We were both six. And the TV series aired in over 100 countries and was the number one rated kids TV show for three consecutive years in the United States. And that was for four seasons. So successful. And are you saying that it was rated the number one kids show for... In, in, the, United in the United States for three years in a row. Now, rated, when you say rating, you mean ratings like the most viewership? I, I'm not 100% sure of the statistic, but I want to yeah. say it was the most rated as in like the viewership. Like people, okay. So many people were tuning in when the new episodes premiered. And the TV series was my first real exposure to Goosebumps. So my brother and I both got a basket full of goodies for Easter. This had to have been like 1996. My brother got the Power Rangers movie, which we were obsessed with. So excited to get it. And then I got the Haunted Mask on VHS. You think, wow, now. But just looking at the cover scared the living shit out of me. Not only that, you also like flip the tapes around and you're like, it's, 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 uh... I guess it's not that fair that the Easter Bunny brought him a feature-length film and me a twenty-minute <laughs> television show. <laughs> it was a full two-parter. So, so were you? Was your brother nicer that year? I don't know how the Easter Bunny chooses his rewards. I think that like they got all the goodies. They didn't choose like Bryce is going to get goosebumps. I think they were just like, yeah, one here, one there. You know, no, it was it wasn't really who's they? This, we're talking about the Easter Bunny. My parents. Well, yes, yeah, my my the Easter Bunny, my Easter Bunny. <laughs> I like the Easter Bunny because he's chaotic. Like Santa comes from a world where, look, if you're good, you get stuff, and if you're right. bad, you don't. Easter, Easter Bunny's Bunny, different. He's gonna give you food and stuff, dude. And chocolate, yeah, and and, and there's, eggs. There's not really, yeah. He's gonna take your food and he's gonna hide it around your house, and he's gonna give you <laughs> bad food. Right. You know what I mean? I love that. I love, I love it that too. energy. I, I think Halloween needs a character like that. Dude, you know? it really should. I guess Sam from Trick or Treat is pretty close, right? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. At least the Easter Bunny doesn't straight up kill people. Maybe that's the next thing. I mean, we should plug your wife's um, children's book we just wrote. I think the next children's book yes. should be about the spirit of Halloween, who is uh-huh. that character who comes and Ooh. does chaos, you know? I like that. Good chaos. Yeah. Good chaos. Yeah. So just looking at the cover scared the living shit out of me. And apparently R.L. Stein got the inspiration to write The Haunted Mask after his son had a lot of trouble trying to get his Halloween mask off after a long <laughs> night of trick-or-treating. And uh, legend goes that, that he had to cut the mask off his son because it That's was great. like suction cupped to his face that's it yeah that's terrifying that's scary i would love to know what what mask it was what year do you think that was so this is before he started the series or is this yeah this had been before he uh, released the first line of books i think yeah correct me if i'm wrong 95 so it's probably like 93 94 the haunted mask is amazing it is um the trouble with it the, the only problem with it is that there is no part where Carly Beth is tired from running around and needs candy to get her energy right. back up. And you know, that, that I need, problem. I need energy. 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 
that problem is resolved in Haunted Mask 2. You That's know, it's true. like he, it's like he wrote Haunted Mask 1 and was like, this is a great book. It's just missing a part where yeah, it needs a little more. It needs this part where a kid's running around and he's tired so he eats candy for energy. <laughs> and he sounds like an old man doing it. <laughs> yeah. I need energy cuz he's getting older, you know, as he's wearing that mask. By yeah. the second. Anyway, it scared me so much that I never even watched it. Like I took the film, you know, the plastic part off the the tape itself, but never popped it in until one day I mustered up enough courage to bring the VHS tape over to my friend's place for like a little get together that he was having. And I remember that all the kids were so excited to watch it and it actually became like the talk of the party. So soon late, so soon after his parents popped the tape into the VCR and the theme song literally sent me running home. Wow. You know what? That's nice of you to admit that though. I, I, I like that because what I wanted to mention towards the top of the podcast when you were talking about people's introduction to horror and how goosebumps right. did that for you. There's a lot of lying. There is a lot of lying. Yeah, I watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. when I was four. It's always Texas Chainsaw Massacre when you're four. <laughs> no, no, that didn't fucking happen. No. And even if it did, what's that going to do for us? That's the coolest four-year-old. There's no cool four-year-old. They're all terrible. I actually prefer somebody that says, I was scared of this movie, and then I later watched it and conquered my fears, and now I'm a huge fan of horror. I, f- I appreciate that story more than saying, like, yeah, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre multiple times when I was younger. Yeah. And why do, why, do, why do people like to tell that story? I don't, I don't know why people... That, it's such a weird one. But anyway, so my friend lived right next door to me, so it shouldn't have been that big of a deal to walk home. And there was you know enough of a gap in between our houses that it felt like forever... trying to get home like it was dark it was a big enough gap in between us and so i began to run in hopes that i would get there quicker but it felt like i was having like a scooby-doo moment i was like running in place as the fucking haunted mask were trying to chase me (laughs) oh so a disembodied mask or or carly beth in the mask oh just the mask itself no the disembodied mask i didn't even even watch the film i didn't even watch the the episode or anything but just seeing the haunted mask on the cover was more than enough for my imagination to start running but it was it wasn't until like my very first Scholastic Book Fair where I was actually introduced to the Goosebumps books. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of became obsessed with, with the books. But I was actually wanting to know what your first exposure to Goosebumps was like. Definitely the books. Uh, okay. I, I knew about the books and was reading the books long before. When did the show start? Uh, 95. All right. So I, I had at least read, read you know, Three of three or four of them before that, okay. Because I, I was unaware of the show. This is going to sound like my version of that lie, but like as long as I can remember, <laughs> I've just been drawing monsters and gross things. Okay, you know, I the the dude actually who did my last couple tattoos was my sat next to me in kindergarten. Oh, no and shit. <laughs> he looked he was drawing one day he was drawing back then too just like me and that's what's ironic that like wow. you know, 30 years later he, he's, he's still he's doing that as, as a professional doing my tattoos yeah yeah and uh, he was drawing a picture and it was a girl and he pointed at it and he was like yo check this out and i was like what's that and he's like it's my sister watch this and he took a yellow crayon and he drew a real thick stream coming down he goes i'm drawing her pissing but don't tell her <laughs> <laughs> that was your first exposure to goosebumps no that was my first exposure oh no 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 and uh so naturally you know with that obsession of drawing weird things and drawing monsters and drawing gross things when the when the scholastic book fair rolled in that year and i saw 
the, oh, like, the covers. More, oh yeah, that was Ooh, it. Ooh yes, the ooey gooey and neon colors. I had no plans of of reading them. I was just going to bring them home and try to draw them. Right. You know, try to draw my version of them. We used to do that, but like it had a uh, rised like kind of artwork on the cover. So I'd take the side of my pencil and like, you know, shade it. Oh, you could almost trace it a little bit. Yes. And then I start tracing it from there. I would try to, I wasn't, I never was very good at it, but it did it. It encouraged me and inspired me to draw monsters. Like you said, one of the monsters from that book of, you know, monster encyclopedias, I'll I'll get the name of it and we could put it in the show notes or something like that. That would be great. Yeah. But, uh, it was this monster that was under a kid's bed. And so when I was drawing my version of it, I thought that the blanket, I was like, I should redraw the blanket as French toast cereal, <laughs> uh, cinnamon toast crunch cereal. Cinnamon toast crunch. So I drew the monster. So I've always been doing that kind of thing. Like I want to draw this monster, but like eating a hot dog, you know, like that, that kind of thing. Okay. Yes. And so the, the, the first goosebumps that I can recall getting i could be wrong here but the first one i recall getting is the abominable snowman of uh pasadena oh great cover too yeah yeah. and that's why because it has it's this it's this puke green frame where Mm -hmm. most of them sort of had it's the only one that has that puke green color so like your eye is drawn to it and then you look at the image and there's a giant abominable snowman i love abominable snowman one of my favorite (laughs) cryptids i think in my past life I was an abominable snowman. Ah, you know, I, I just see. feel it like all I, makes sense. I just want to be large and lay in snow. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think the book that really caught my eye, especially the cover art, was Calling All Creeps. Mm. The one that had like the reptilian looking teenagers in the phone booth. You love scary phones. I love scary phones. Because one time we talked about, oh, so we sh- okay. How my dead grandma called me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce! Bryce! <laughs> it's me, it's scary on the other side. <laughs> Help me! Help! Dude. But that was one of those books that I didn't even read. Like, I just got it because of the cover art. Mm-hmm. But the one that I did read, like, back-to-back multiple times was Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. I love that one, actually. Yes. That's a... Uh, my favorite episode, I think of it. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite Ooh, episode that one's of the show. Hard. It's, it's up there. It's probably my top three. All the listeners out there, I mentioned my friend, my friend Rob, who's a listener of the podcast. I, I bring him up a lot. Shout out to Rob. We yeah, shout out, dude. We have a lot of. We always reference goosebumps to each other. So so, <laughs> that's one of them. There's this part in the attack of the jack o' lanterns episode where uh-huh. the kid. The one boy shows up to pick up the girl before trick or treating, and he's like wearing a leather jacket and a tight black hood and the girl's dad is like what are you supposed to be Beatles 1962 <laughs> and he goes <laughs> and the kid goes I'm a dark and stormy night right <laughs> and then the dad says I see the dark but where's the stormy goes, oh yes <laughs> squirts him with a squirt, squirt gun what I a weasel that. that kid would be kicked out of my weasel. house I, my favorite part is when they're like trick or treat forever yeah, yeah. more houses That's more houses more houses <laughs> so do you remember the Goosebumps fan club through Scholastic Books you know I I, I 
I don't think so, but I is it like the mail away sheets in the back of the book? Ooh, yes, ex- that's okay. exactly what it is. I actually started on it probably like 1996, I think, uh, the end of 1996 until 1998, and it was during the Scholastic Book Fair. They gave you like a sheet of like all the books that were coming, and then they also had a little mail away thing, like you were talking about, for different uh, book clubs. And Goosebumps okay. came up, and I'm like, yes, absolutely. So. The Goosebumps fan club was a fan club that was active from 1994 to 1998 that allowed readers to receive a Mel Goosebumps book, newsletters, and exclusive merchandise. And a lot of the times it would come in this coffin-shaped looking box. And I think it was like once a month or every other month. But anyways, this coffin-shaped box came with two books. The newsletter that was entitled scare zine which is awesome wow that's great it was very pun heavy very horror macabre pun heavy loved it and at least two exclusive goodies i remember one was like a a baseball cap that said goosebumps Mm -hmm. and the back of it said number one fan there was actually a signed photo of arl stein i I have an issue i take a little bit of an issue with uh sending 10 million kids a hat that say number one fan i mean the math there just doesn't add up i mean somebody's got to be a bigger Number fan. two. Yeah. Know, it happens. It was also a yeah. really cool wristwatch. There was a screaming keychain. You may remember that. Uh, like it was a keychain that had a little speaker in it and you can mm. press like one of three buttons and it had different screams. Very silly. Were very you keyed gimmicky. in on this? Were you on the Oh, subscri- 100%. You, so you were getting like watches sent to you every yes. month from jovial yes. bob from wow. jovial bob yes there was even a glow-in-the-dark wallet that i had until it fell apart dude the only thing i've ever had to that is when we first got the internet in like 98 i found a I found a site that said uh it was the scam it was a scam for sure and uh they said they would send me a bunch of free cds so i, I ordered a weezer's blue album very nice and uh they just kept sending CDs for years. And like my dad was, he was like, what did you do? What, <laughs> what did, did you wh- do? It was 99 cents, dad. It was it, 99 yeah. cents. Yeah. Actually, I, I don't know how they got me or I don't know what I did, but I was getting those CDs for years. Did they keep charging you? As far as I know, they never charged me at all. I mean, I didn't how steal strange. his credit card. Yeah, they just showed up, but the Weezer's Blue album, dude. Um, <laughs> at least you got it. <laughs> some I got to look up I got to look up the count, you know, there's some some company out there that's like just hold just hold in there, Mary Lou, because this client is going to pay us one of these days and he owes us $40,000. <laughs> yeah. This is going to make our Christmas. One of these days as they have an entire warehouse filled with Weezer's Blue Album. Yeah, their their son is uh, Tiny Tim and he's like dying by the fires. Like, you'll right? be able to eat this winter. I know he will pay soon. He has to. I haven't stopped sending him Weezer's Blue Album. Right. <laughs> he has to pay eventually. Jamie from New Jersey. Yeah. They come find me soon, dude. Well, all of this got me thinking about all the weird and wild merch Goosebumps released in the late 90s and early aughts. And, okay, here, hold on a second. Let me send you a link okay. because I found this website. It's it's just Goosebumps Wiki. But it, there is a breakdown of every single merch that was released under mm. the Goosebumps title. Do, do you see it? I sent yeah. it to you. Okay, click on that. Let me run down some of the oh. highlights I think is amazing. You already see some of it. So I slow see down. Some, yeah, slow no, down. No, no. <laughs> slow down here. Can't Jamie, slow. did you know that Goosebumps released a gross-out tennis shoes? Uh, I didn't know Dude, that. how fucking cool <laughs> do they look? They look so cool. I think that was the very first image on there. Immediately. Like, this is a really long list of stuff. I don't know if you guys 
realize the marketing and merchandising machine that Goosebumps is, but they released a <laughs> lot of fucking lot. stuff. A lot of shit. But let's talk about this tennis shoe, dude. Oh, yeah. So go ahead. Please. Okay, so it. I don't know how many they released, but there's only one image on this website, and it is for book number 45, which I think is the uh, Nightmare Camp or whatever, and it's two-tone, white and purple, like that Goosebumps, great purple. This is crazy. There's Goosebumps logos all over. There's an image of the book along the side of the shoe i would have loved this if i came across it at that age this is fucked up i'm already ebaying shit <laughs> dude me too <laughs> i'm looking at, as you're talking i'm looking this shit up this is so fucked up so there's also a goosebumps book stand clock radio complete with mummy hands that stand up as bookends oh. and then when you ever like removed or added a book to it it would mm. shake like the hands would shake and like react to it i'm here to tell you that the oh boy what, this what, is dangerous, what? man. Dude, lay it on me. How much are the sneakers? I'm not looking up the sneakers. I skipped I skipped ahead. <laughs> you skipped ahead? <laughs> I skipped ahead. One of my I, favorite things on there is the stay out of the basement doorknob cover. Have you seen that. that one yet? Let's take a look at that. It looks so cool. So it's like this hand that looks like the little wild professor from stay out of the basement, the, the dad from stay out of the basement. It's like very grotesque looking hand. And you take it apart and put it around the doorknob and so you had to literally shake hands with this grotesque looking hand to open the door right. up i can't find what i what i'm finding when i search that is genuine locks to keep your children out of the basement in real life <laughs> you're looking up the wrong yeah thing. this is the wrong this is the you, gotta, real. you gotta turn your safe uh, your safe search off <laughs> yeah this is the real this is the real stuff to keep kids out of the basement whatever right. you're doing down the cellar or in the basement keep them in the basement. Yeah, dude. There's a new Jovial Bob book. Kids, stay in the basement. Stay in the basement. <laughs> I skipped ahead to the Goosebumps freaky faces. These are basically Boglins. Ooh, yes. But with the Goosebumps characters. And they actually have the same joints and hands as, as the Boglins. As Boglins. Absolutely. I, I can't tell if they're the same scale or not. Do you think they're the same scale they as Boglins? They, they oh, are the same God. scale. Yeah, they're so rad. This one here of uh, Curly is only $27. Bro, still in box? No, he's not box. Still, yeah. I don't yeah. care. Did you see the coffin-shaped beach towel? Oh, I'll be I'll be drying my butt with that for sure, dude. <laughs> it's the only towel I in like your bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> your wife just has to deal with it. People come over and they're like, you have a towel like a bar? It's like, we only have one towel. It's the coffin-shaped goosebumps towel. <laughs> It's damp because I just showered. You can stay in a guest room, which is uh, decked out in the Goosebumps bedroom set. Yeah. <laughs> Complete with sheets and comforter and pillows and lamps Hell and yeah, posters. Dude. And a little barf stain on the ground from that night when I got my, my Clifford poster and barfed on the ground, dude, <laughs> after the Scholastic Fair. Yeah. Did you see the Horrorland toothbrush holder? It's like the monster hand that's, that holds your toothbrush. Dude, I'm trying to brush my teeth with that. And honestly, there's also... A <laughs> Dude, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to step back, but I am now looking at a photograph of the Goosebumps sneakers. And let me tell you something. You got the perfect amalgamation here of Goosebumps meeting uh, Barbecue Grill Dad. <laughs> That's what these shoes are. Because they're dad shoes, dude. They're the dad sitting at the dad barbecue shoes. grill. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> but there just happens to be a picture of like ghost kids right? on the side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You, you know what you would get? You, they, you would buy these for your kid, uh -huh. and you'd also have to buy them, like, a Little Tykes or Play School Barbecue Grill. 
No, it comes with it for free. There, there's oh, yeah, there's yeah. a coupon that comes with it where you get uh, knee-high socks and then uh, uh, Tiny Tykes grill set. Did Jovial Bob ever do a haunted barbecue grill book kind of like say say cheese and die has that like it has barbecue a grill on the scene. cover right yeah 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 uh, sp- but it's not about a haunted grill they're just ha- okay no okay. it's not about a haunted like barbecue hour or anything because i want to make a slasher about a barbecue grill that comes to life and it and it cooks people yeah give me some let's workshop some names really quick cook out mm. to die for mm, no, i like no, it i like it no not not quite that's a tagline that's a good tagline well, definitely to die for is in the thing yes this barbecue is to die for <laughs> but the movie's called grill uh it could be just called grill i like that i like um, movies that only has like like tire what yeah, was, that? was that movie? Uh, it was oh, called rubber rubber, rubber. rubber. yeah yeah, yeah. Something I like remember that. I played that at, like we were all on vacation. I played that once, and everybody's like, "Why did you do this?" <laughs> we were having a nice vacation. Why? Why did you um, do this? I don't know if you saw it on there though, but Goosebumps made their own monster head maker that oozed like neon green slime. Oh, did you see that? Oh wait, they had their own version of Monster Face. Yep, they sure did. Yep. We've talked about Monster Face on the podcast before on Gross Out Toys when we've spoken yep. about that in many the past. moons ago. Uh, this was yep. a big giant. 90s toy that I was really scared of as a kid. <laughs> yes. uh, that it was basically a Mr. Potato Head, but with spooky skeleton, a skeleton Mr. Potato Head, but That's bigger. Pretty much it. And you could run ooze through his nose and stuff. I was very scared of it as a kid. It, it hung downstairs in your basement with Mo. Yeah. Oh, like they God. had a friendship, you know? Yeah, I wish you didn't say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a whole slew of memorabilia from their live stage show. Live stage show? <laughs> This is, okay, this is what blew my mind because I did not have any idea about their live stage show until just before we started the podcast. Yeah, so yes, this is going to be embarrassing. Let's look. This they up. had a live stage show in the fall season of 1998 at the Disney MGM Studios that featured, you know, mostly like magic tricks, magic acts, and all that. Until the show was interrupted by the Goosebumps monsters in the third act. Is there footage of this? Yes, there is. I'm glad you asked. So there is a bootlegged filmed from the audience copy on YouTube. You just had to look up, uh, what was it called? Goosebumps Live Scare or something okay, like that? 1998. I'm, I'm seeing it right here. So the show was interrupted with Slappy, Curly, Mummy, and the hamster from, uh, uh, I think it was monster blood i'm pretty sure and like the hamster actually transformed into a very evil looking thing but they would bring up participants from the audience to do magic tricks or be a part uh of the ending which featured the two haunted masks which were actually pretty damn cool oh both masks and yeah, both uh, masks were on there and making them fight each other pretty much yeah. it's fucking rad so if you have some time and you want to pause the podcast or wait a little little bit go on the youtubes and look up the goosebumps live show for yourself Well, there you have it. Our deep dive into the world of Goosebumps. That's right. Happy Halloween, folks. No no better way to start off October than talking about these Scary Kids books. Yeah, lines. absolutely. And I, after doing all the research and doing a deep dive on Goosebumps, I didn't realize how big of an impact it made on us. Because it was pretty much a gateway drug into not only horror, but all of its subgenres. Because you have body horror, sci-fi horror, campy, quirky horror. Like... He covers all inches of the subgenres of horror. Yeah, Jovial Bob's a real sicko. 
Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Trapping kids in basements. Yeah, I mean, definitely we are having our sickest members of society write for children. I guess, dude. I I mean, he is a fucking millionaire now. What's going on with that late Seuss work? That was weird. That was weird. But I'm glad that Ed gave us this topic because it got me thinking how big of an impact Goosebumps made on us and Arl Stein. Uh, made made on our childhood and really helped shape who I am today because I have been obsessed, especially when I got started collecting into VHS tenor 12 years ago with uh, finding the weirdest, uh, campiest B-horror movie out there because I just became so obsessed with it, especially the ones that were like shot on video, like really shitty. Like that reminds me of Goosebumps episodes, like how shitty it was, how bad of acting and how sorry they all were. And I love it. And it really shaped my personality today, as as strange as that sounds. No, yeah, totally. I mean, it, there, are some, there are some things like, I don't know, it's hard for me to imagine coming into Goosebumps as a kid and just like, all right, I'm not, I'm not a kid anymore. That everything is in the past. Like, I want to kind of hold on to Goosebumps forever right? in some form. And I feel like it's it's really impactful for the, for the people that it did impact. I mean, let's face it. Everybody I was in elementary school with was reading Goosebumps at the time. Not everybody held on to it, but those sure. of us that did really did. Yes. Um, and I think it was very impactful because there's not a lot of things like that. I mean, how much stuff do you really hold on to all these years later? Um, Goosebumps is one of them. And it's such a staple for Halloween, too. Well said, yeah. And I really feel like it transcends it to other generations, too. Because my buddy, John, shout out to John Harris and his family. Yo, what's his, up? His boy, Clark, I think he's eight or nine. Of course, he's going to correct me. But he just got into Goosebumps and is obsessed with wow. it now. And he, he loves it. I'm like, do you think the stories are kind of dumb or silly? He's like, no. Like he's, He loves it as much as we did when we were that age. I think it's, I call that the, the Blink-182 law, which is that there is always going to be a new batch of 16-year-olds. Yep. You know what I mean? You think like, you know, you might grow out of it. Some other 16-year-old's going to find it. Yep. And then they're going to grow out of it. Some other 16-year-old is going to find it. And it just gets, keep getting passed along and passed along. That's the sign of a quality thing is is if the next generation always finds it. I found that I, I was that way with uh, Sopranos. Oh, it took me twenty years to watch Same it. Same here, uh, exactly. And I was like, "This is the best show I ever fucking made." Right. Uh, <laughs> so you know, you smell that. Yeah, you smell that? that. Oh yeah, I love that little meme. <laughs> it's the smell of autumn. Remember when it, the first crisp day when you could uh, go outside and. Smell everybody's uh, fireplace burning. <laughs> Smells like Halloween. Smells like Halloween. I love great. that. Chrissy. So yeah, good. Yeah, so yeah. good. Christopher. Well, I think this is actually pretty good timing that we're covering Goosebumps because Disney Plus is about to release a new Goosebumps series. Can I say and something? It, it, please, because I want to hear your opinion about this. Okay. Yeah, I actually wanted to say this like towards the beginning. Okay. But I didn't want to cut you off on your flow because you were really spitting back there. <laughs> Thanks. Um, here's the deal. Whoever is out there and you want to make a Goosebumps thing, you've already done it and it has Justin Long in it. And uh, <laughs> and that's fine. Okay. Um, but <laughs> uh, he, here's the deal. As a Goosebumps uh, elder, as, uh-huh. as somebody who was there for day one, all this shit about, uh, oh, the books are coming to life. All the stuff. We don't want it. 
I'm done. We don't want it. It's been what overdone. What we want is a creep show for kids. Yes. Give me an anthology yes. about all the stories in the book. They yeah. don't need to come to life for the sixth time. They always do that, though. They're always I hate like, that shit. well, what about if his books come to life and all the monsters crawl out of it? No. No. We don't want it. I'm here to tell you. Take it away. We don't want it. Justin Long, I hope you got paid decently or handsomely, yeah. whatever. He's a but nice move guy. On. Move He's on. Nice. We don't need that. And, and, I, and I want to know what our, our listeners think about it, too. I, I'm sure there's some people out there that are excited just to see another Goosebumps and a revamp of Goosebumps. Yeah, and, and I, that's fine, but they're, they're wrong. Fine. They're objectively wrong to they be are. excited. They are. No. <laughs> well, on, on that note, we want to wish you a very happy Halloween. We're just kickstarting our forever boogus Halloween season. So make sure to follow us on our Instagram and our Facebook for your daily Halloween nostalgia. Yeah, take the polls. Take the polls, man. We're in a feed. We got what you need. That's right. Well, stick with us this uh, Halloween season because we'll definitely bring you that spooky, eerie nostalgia. But that's it for us at the Forever Boogus Halloween Podcast. Until next time, always remember to be kind. Rewind. It will all stay spooky.